And we're on the Canon Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, special draft edition day one update. Hello, Mike. Hello there, Kenny Brown. I don't know, man. Did we get an overtime for working uh, overtime on this? Because, uh, you know, uh, we already did a podcast this week, but I guess we got to come on. When there's stuff going on, we got to get on the air. Well, I think I've covered 40-some drafts that haven't gotten overtime yet, so I think that just kind of stuck with what we have. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Let's uh, Going into this draft, it was a lot of people predicting unpredictability. Predicting unpredictability, <laughs> if that's a thing. And you know what? They were right because uh, I didn't see this draft going this way at all, but I kind of figured when there wasn't that many blue-chip prospects but a lot of real good prospects, anybody could happen. And I, me and you had a bet, and I think you owe me money. I told you there's going to be a lot of trades in the first round. You were, you were saying how quiet you thought it was going to be up until a point, but you got to admit, Mike, the trade the trades just started coming fast and furious. Well, it was not, not just on draft night either yesterday, but also, you know, weeks and weeks before the draft with, with uh, uh, draft positions changed hands because of trades and signings of, you know, and the contract deals and all that. So I don't think there's ever been the turmoil or the turnover of the first round picks like we saw last night. No, not at all. But, um, well, let's just go, we'll go through it. Um, first pick, a guy who got in a car accident yesterday that almost didn't make the draft. Luckily, and everybody was safe, I guess, in his car accident. He crashed into a couple of cars. That was I'm talking about Trayvon Walker from Georgia. I mean, just think about that, Mike. Uh, a, a couple more inches or a couple more feet or whatever, and he gets hurt. It changes the whole draft. And I don't even mean seriously hurt. Just if he, just if, if he had a broken arm or something, they might have pulled well, out of that. Just crazy. Certainly yeah, certainly could have changed the first two picks anyway. I mean, look, here's a guy, Trayvon Walker, you know, and good for him being the first pick overall. That's you know, it's, it's a great way to start your career. But a week ago, did anybody think he was going to be the first pick? I thought, you know, I had him going to the Giants at number five, but I never expected him to be the first pick. And then really, you could you could really tell like late Tuesday, early Wednesday that it was a fait accompli that in fact Jacksonville was going to take him first instead of either Aiden Hutchinson of University of Michigan or uh, any of the other edge rushers that were at the top of the draft. Well, if you go back to our podcast, you go back to the one right after the season ended or right after the bowl games or right before the combine, I told you he was moving up, but I never thought he would move up to number one. I remember I was talking about if the Lions, uh, if Hutchinson and these guys are gone, he might be the third or fourth you know, third defensive end type prospect, and he was moving up. But I never foresaw the number one. And I'm going to tell you this, too. I think it was a stupid move. I mean, you uh, you can go by measurables at these combines and predictions. I'm not saying he wasn't the first rounder. But, Mike, I got I didn't see the production to be the number one pick. I'm sorry. I, you can project all you want, and it might work out, might not. But why take that chance if you're Jacksonville? I, I, I don't get it. Trent Baalke, I never got anyway, so we'll figure out if he's right or wrong on this. But to me, that's a this is a fireball offense if he misses on Walker. Well, we'll see what happens on that. But I think you're right in to, to a degree. I just I wonder a guy who's had nine and a half sacks or whatever nine and a half sacks in three years if he hasn't done it against college players, how's he going to do it against pros? That's just but but maybe he will maybe. He's going to be an assistant that's that's really tooled to what he does best. And look, he's a tremendous athlete. He's built to play football too. You know, 
long arms, big hands, all that stuff, 272 pounds, and he can run. But to me, it's I think I think Kayvon Thibodeau, and I think clearly Aiden Hutchinson would have been a safer a safer pick, and Hutchinson a better pick. Yeah. Plus, after you had the number one pick the year before, which Jacksonville had, to me, I would have went safe and good. But you know, they they swung for a fence, and like I think I think Bucky, like probably I ain't got nothing to lose if I'm I'm out of here if this doesn't work anyway. So let me just swing for the fences and go for it. I tell you what, did. Trayvon Walker talked last night. I, I watched the draft, and I'm, I got it on tape. I'm gonna have to go back through it. Did they interview him at all? I saw him on the couch with the family, but well, I never. You know, did I they ever talk? I, I don't know. I was busy doing something. Okay, I, I never. I, have I you seen any quotes stuff. from him? And I mean, any um, no, film no, quotes from him? No, I haven't. But I haven't been looking either. Okay, I just wondered what, what the deal on that was because it seemed like everybody else was talking. Well, I'm surprised anybody else got any chance to talk because. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau was doing all the talking for enough for everybody for the last two days. I'm telling you right now, Mike, I would have took him. To me, he's a great player. He'll be a good, real good player in the league. But he's the type of cat, man, that you get sick of quick and just play and shut up. I mean, well. Jesus, man. I mean, Mike, the last he was insufferable the last couple of days on the air on any, well, anything you saw him on. We know you're really? smart. We know you're intelligent. We know you're a good football player. The world does. You don't have to force it on us in the first week before the draft, okay? Jeez. Well, well wait till he gets in the locker room surrounded by grown men. Things will change. You know, Aiden Hutchinson made a reference to that. And somebody asked, you know, what's he going to do when he, you know, he gets with, with his new team, the Detroit Lions. And let's people who don't know, he played at the University of Michigan. He grew up at Plymouth and played at Dearborn Divine Child High School. Uh, probably about a five-mile drive from the Lions' office there in Allen Park. But he said, I'm, I'm a rookie. I'm going to be quiet and just do my job. So I thought that was a pretty good perspective from a player who's a pretty high-profile player himself, you know, two-time captain at the University of Michigan, runner-up for the Heisman Trophy, and really had a big a big senior year. Yeah, like I said, I was good with – I wanted Thibodeau, I'm going to admit it, but I was good with any of the three. I don't think – I was too. I don't – well, any of the two. Any of the three. If third one, if the, if I was picking third. But I just um, – I just don't know if Hutchinson was the right positionally – and when I say positionally, I'm going to tell you in a minute – of the guys. I thought the speed rusher would have been more what the Lions were going for Instead of the J, I'm gonna put it like this: the J.J. Watt or Von Miller type. I was, I thought the G, the Von Miller type is what they needed more than the J.J. Watt type. And both players are great. Don't get me wrong; I'm happy with them. I just thought that they would have went the Thibodeau way because of that. But maybe they wanted the all-around guy too, because Hutchinson is definitely a better run defender and you know a better edge setter, and he can move around the line. Which Thibodeau is gonna be one; he's only gonna be on that edge, and that's it. No, uh, that's one of the things they wanted in Thibodeau, or they liked in Thibodeau too, was that they could move him up and down the line. They could play him as far out as the nine technique and inside. Of the you mean uh, Hutchinson? Hutchinson, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, and so I thought I thought it worked out for the Detroit Lions, and I thought that you know just look, I think Brad Holmes is off to a good start. He had a nice draft last year as a first year as a general manager, and he's after one day he's off to a good start here in year two. Yeah, and um. The thing about having a guy that's local that he doesn't ha- you don't have to give him the score on what the Lions are and what they want to be and what the fans think of and whatever. So you don't have to lay that map out for him. He's seen it, he's lived it. So he comes in way ahead of any other rookie that would come in. 
No, I would think so too. And look, look, kid comes from a football background. His dad was a captain at the University of Michigan on their football team what twenty, thirty years ago. So yeah, he's he's he was. I don't know if he was born to play football, but raised to play football anyway. Yeah, and plus he he does get the award for the prettiest family last night. Very attractive group of people with mom, pops, and sisters. Very, very good-looking setup last night. I don't know if you saw them all, but no, they was, do get the award for the, the best-looking family last night. They were very good. Once the, once, the, once the names were dropped on the draft, I was busy. Right? I, I see the Pistons. I say the line, the Detroit's bringing in the pretty, the pretty people, I guess, on these first-round picks last year. Kay Cunningham's group was looking good. The Killian Hayes, which I call the DeBarge backcourt, they were looking good the last couple of years. So they, I guess we're, we're doing style and substance as we're bringing in the new group of people. The Red Wings guys, both of those, Raymond and Cedar and these guys, like this bringing no, 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 no ugly guys allowed. I guess for the last couple of years, huh? Well, you certainly have an eye for what's important. <laughs> in sports. That's right. If they can't play, at least they can be on a billboard. That's the way I guess we're looking at. But anyway, to be serious though, I'm good with that. So, you know, the second picks over about eight twenty because they were going. They ran the pick up there. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't hit the commissioner coming back from introducing Trayvon Walker with the pick because Mike, they it was no doubt that that was it. They put that pick in as soon as they were on the clock. Well, yeah, that's uh, that, yeah, and I, I wasn't surprised at that either. You don't thought they should have waited around to see if uh, anybody wanted to nibble and trade up? We've had three months of that. No, there's no reason to wait. <laughs> All right. So so that pick's done, 820. So I figured, you know, I'd get my Cocoa Puffs and I'm going to sit around and eat some Lucky Charm cereal, Cocoa Puffs. You know, I had a slice of Little Caesars pizza. I'm going to sit around until 32. I figured I got about three hours. I could catch on, on some reading and stuff. So I did some other things. I picked up my iPad about 840 or something or nine, about an hour and 12 minutes from there. And all of a sudden I see this Lions trading back up. I'm like, what? The Lions are trading back up to 12? And then trading back up with a divisional rival, Minnesota, which even makes it even crazier. That's when it, everything goes off the rails with me last night. Well, I really like that move. I like that move by Brad Holmes. I really did. Getting the, getting the wide receiver. Well, let's talk about what it is. Just talk about the move first. We'll talk about for the people that I like don't know. It. I like the it. move up. They move up to, you know, spot number 12. He what was the reaction like- right at that time where you were at? Well, you know what? I was I was I was leaving the press room to go upstairs and start some do some writing, and I saw people coming the other way, and I thought <laughs> better make a U-turn here, and then found out what was going. So I I thought yeah good because you know Brad Holmes had said if you see a player you want go get him okay be aggressive okay so everybody's heading back to the press room everybody's aggressive you you like the aggressiveness now well, sure you get that I, three. I like the player well this Mike you got to set this up right now let me set this up go ahead okay so now you got this three or four minutes of well who did they move up for who's on the board so you're going through this whole reaction now is it Malik Willis are they moving up for the quarterback is it Kyle Hamilton are they moving up for the safety is it X Y Z player? Are they moving up there? Are they going to go after Johnson, the D tackle, the end from uh, Florida? Are they going to move up for that? So when you first heard that, what player did you think they were moving up for? Honestly, I, I really didn't know. I thought it would be another a defensive player because I thought they would go defense, defense, and then uh, and then a wide receiver. But I also, you know, Tim Twentyman and I did one of those pregame shows with with Dan Miller, and I said, you know, defense, defense, defense. I said, unless something drops to you that's too good to pass on, someone like uh, Chris Olave, the, the wide receiver for Ohio State, well, an opportunity came along for them that was too good to pass. Now they generated it, but but th- that trade I thought I thought it was I thought it was the best move 
that Brad Holmes has made in his two years as GM okay. thus far. Let me set it up, Dan. Let me set it up. So, Garrett Wilson's gone 10 to the Jets. Chris Olave yep. goes 11 to New Orleans. This is when the trade yep. bubble comes up. Detroit's on the clock. I'm thinking it's Willis or something like that. This is me thinking. I'm like, well, maybe they want the quarterback. They want to get him before Pittsburgh gets him. Bam. Fly across the screen. Jamison Williams. Well, and the commissioner got one job, okay? You got one job. Get the name right, uh, Mr. Goodell. So he has to go through life now with commissioner messing his name up, which I know wasn't happy. But Jamison Winston Williams from Alabama. He said Winston too, from Alabama was the pick. Um, I was floored. I was floored. I, I did not believe it. I thought about Then I wanted to know what they gave up. Do you think they gave up too much? They gave up 32, 34, and 66, but they got back 45, which is a, sec- a mid-second-round pick. Well, on most of the most of the value charts, they came out ahead, so that's what, they, that's what I'll go with. Well, go with your feel on it. Forget about the charts. Do so. you feel I, they no, gave up I'm too much? I'm not going to forget about the charts. No. I want as much information and make the decisions as I can get, and I think that the value chart showed it. I think they had a need for a wide receiver, a speed receiver, Guy, this guy averaged 19.9 yards per catch in his last or his only year at Alabama. No, I thought it was a good move. I thought it was right. a good. Now the issue is he's got to recover from a knee injury, but in this day and age, that's not a big deal. No, he's running already and everything. Else. But the value chart is meaningless to me on this one reason why. You mean to tell me that the value chart is the same depending on which players are available for that trade? Like if a draft, if a draft is a great draft, heavy draft, three, four round heavy. And there's a draft that's not heavy, one to three rounds. The value chart is the same. No. So that's what I'm saying. Forget the value chart. Just what you think from the picks they could have got to now, did they give up too much? I'm not going by the value chart on this. I'm just going by because there's a lot of second and third round meat in this draft. So they gave up three of those players to get one very high player back. And I agree with you that I don't think it was too much. I'm just asking from that point of view. Was with three good players equal to one very good player? Well, that was my that was my question for Brad Holmes at, at there, and I said, "How much did you have to weigh uh, use getting two players further up the draft as opposed to one player? In other words, having to develop two players or being able to develop two players instead of one player." And he explained this guy was it was a player who wanted to be aggressive because of what he showed, and, and I agree with him. Okay, I'm with that. So to me, I, I, don't, I don't buy the philosophy. Let, let's, let's just uh, stockpile as many draft picks as we can because we need volume. No, no. You win in the National Football League with skill. Right, exactly. The more skill you can get, exactly. the better chance you have. Exactly. The guys who play that tune over and over and over, I think, are tone deaf. Exactly. Now, the funny thing about them getting James, Jameson Williams is – and I've been saying this, you can go back and check our podcast for the last five years or however long I've done or any interview I've done. This is the wide receiver I've been begging them to get for Matthew Stafford, the top the top off taker. Take off I've been top, begging for years. Remember my Ted in Jr. rants from years ago? Yeah. This speed right. guy. I've been begging for this type of guy when Matthew was here. Now you go get him after he's gone. He would have been the perfect receiver for Matthew Stafford. What about Calvin Johnson? He's not a speed receiver? No, no. Calvin's fast and big. This guy, 
turning it on, moving it through, you know, zigzagging through, doing a five-yard out and just taking it. And This is the kind of guy, Matthew Stafford, and just taking that safety down the field. No, Calvin was a different kind of fast. This guy is I'm, this guy is lightning. If he gets back to anywhere close to what he was, you you just got to see it. For those who don't watch college football, just go go Google, go YouTube some of his highlights from the one year at uh, at Alabama, man. You you go like this is Tyreek Hill. This is well, a Tyreek Hill. I'll, I'll tell you two people who will agree with you and who will like this deal. Okay, two people. One is Jared Goff, and the other one is T.J. Hawkinson. This is going to clear out a lot of traffic if, if he is what we think he is. Well, Jamison Williams is what we think I'm he is. I'm glad you said that. Play at some point in the in offseason. I'm glad you said that. He's ready to go. I'm going to tell you right now. Be happy. Yeah. No matter what happens in the next two days, the offense you're putting on the field right now should be a top 15 offense in this league. Right I'd now. Say top 10. I'd say top I'm 10. Just, I'm just saying right now. I can say 15 right now. If nothing else changes, well, Mike, top 15 can mean it could be seven, it could be five, it could be four. I'm just giving them five no, for cushion. Top 10. No, I don't no know about top 10, top but 10. top five for sure. I mean, top 15 for sure. Put it like well, this. I don't know either. Yeah. It, offense to me is set right now. You can add if you want to, but if you had to go in with what you had now, you're good. I would like to see him add another running back, and I would like to see him get Kenneth Walker. If I, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, – the offense is set. Let's work on the defense now. Now, Minnesota ended up picking 32. They ended up taking Luke, the kind, is it kind, the secretary? I mean, the uh, safety from Georgia. Seen, the Lewis secretary Seen, from Georgia, yeah. who a lot of Lions fans thought they should take. So, basically, you gave up Seen and whoever they're going to pick at 34, which looks like from a lot of the mock drafts for the day is a running back or something like that. A, a player, the players that are left, Boy. you would have did without. I don't, could, think they, I don't think Minnesota needs a running back. Well, but. some of the drop, Mark, Mark Jeffs I saw had them taking a running yeah. back, so I don't know. But well, they might trade out anyway. They might trade or whatever. Because um, Jacksonville traded out of their first pick for the night, so they've already traded out. Tampa Bay's got the first pick. So they, they, I, the deal was good. The deal was good. Um, don't rush this kid back into the lineup, though. I was listening to some of the commentators last night. You can put him on the exempt list and for the first six weeks of the season and then bring them in, and you got them without having to use a roster spot. I think I would like to see him do that regardless of how fast he thinks he's recovering. You, This is not a one-year deal. You ain't got to get him back on the field in September. Take it slow with this guy. Well, the doctors will tell you, and it'll be, it'll be what it is. Yeah, but I, you can go – forget about the doctors say. You should just normally, for a guy who had an ACL injury in January, you got to take the lead on that. Whatever the doctors say, we're going to give him the first six weeks They'll slowly bring him in. Forget it. I don't care if the doctor say he can play tomorrow. Don't do that. It, he had the injury in January, and everybody says a year before they get back to where they were, and even if he comes back faster, it's no need to rush him back right now, Mike. Well, what if they're in the race, Kane? Well, November is fine. If, he, if you missed the first six weeks and you got 11 more games left, that's fine. Uh, 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 Swift missed six games. Didn't he miss the first six last year? Or one of those years. I mean, he misses six games a year. I mean, you you you'll be fine. That's just another off the wall thought. Just don't rush him back in. Take your time with him because that's this is a stock you're going to invest in for the next few years. No, I would agree with that part of it. All right, too. now we got coming up. We got. I'm trying. I said we we're going to do this short, and we already gone longer than I thought. But I talk. I'm talking too much, and you're talking too much. Um, no, I'm listening too much. <laughs> um, round two. They moved down to pick 46. 
um, which is about one about eleven picks in, I guess twelve picks in. Fourteen. Is it fourteen picks in? Um, what are you looking for for that pick? And they have another third round pick, is which is uh, sixty or ninety six, I believe. Yeah, yeah, 97. So what do you think they should go in the second round? Do you think they should move down and and gather picks? I know you just talked about that earlier, but for the second round, everything doesn't count to me about gathering picks. This is when you just get the meat of players. I don't want to gather picks just to gather, just to have more picks. I really don't. It's, but it all, a lot of it, I shouldn't say a lot of it, it all depends on what's on the board and if it's a place where 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 they need help can use help and get help. And so I just think it's let Brad Holmes, as he has said before, let the draft come to you. What are you looking for? I'm looking for a linebacker, uh, but they're hard to get. I'm looking for, uh, you know, another, another defensive player, if you can find one. But they've got an awful lot of guys who qualify to me as outside linebackers slash uh, edge rushers slash defensive ends just different terminology, what you want to call them. They certainly have a lot of prospects there now already. So to me, I, you know what, I'm just going to sit back and, and let them draft what they draft. But well, I, I don't want to see can. any um, Giovanni Tavares. I don't want to see any uh, Jordan Dizon, oh. some guy from Podunk State that you got film on his black and white film on him. I don't want to see any of that. I want to see some players that – and I'm Brad Holmes has not shown this. This is the last – two administrations, but I want to see some players that I've, that you know and have seen play in hopefully big conferences or play big games and get some of these guys that can be good players for you. They don't have to be great. Don't swing for the fence. Just swing, to, you know, get a double. Doubles are fine. You want to get the best you can. But by the way, you mentioned big games and all that. That's one thing I liked about uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Big games, big plays. Three, three sacks against Ohio State. Three sacks against Penn State. He had big plays and big games. What about the Georgia game? Who said that? You just did. <laughs> Invisible. But I'm just saying it happened. So he, he did play in it at least. So he did play. Now, yeah. my last question. There's still quarterbacks on the board. A lot of people were saying that the uh, – not Matt Corral, but the other quarterback, Sam Howell, the Lions, um, Brad Holmes like. There's Malik Willis still out there, who Tom Mazaway from um, Woodward Sports wanted number two. Well, Tommy, um, that's just why I tried to tool you. That's why you were my first intern. But nevertheless, <laughs> you don't take me. To, I even got off that bandwagon. You know how quick I got off of that. Mike. There's a really simple answer to, to 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 the Malik Willis. Look, my first two two of my first three mock drafts, I had him going to the Lions at 32. But that's not my final, you know, dead serious etched in stone mock draft. But the first day is spoken. It, it is what it is. Well, but this is my point, how, though. You, you do you how people regard him. Do you want to take – would you take a quarterback in the second round? No, no. I, I, I don't see anybody there that I really like. And I like I, – look, I like Malik Willis. I really do. I like what I saw of him in his pro day that was televised, just how, how comfortable he was, smile on his face, throwing deep and all that. But that was for, that was for show, really. It didn't – tell me anything about what, what kind of a quarterback he's going to be when the so-called bullets are flying. I mean, look, he's going to get drafted by somebody in the next, either today or tomorrow. Yeah, he'll get drafted he'll, today. He'll, it ain't no tomorrow. He's getting drafted in the second round. It's just a matter of who. He's getting drafted in the thought, second just round. Just the way you thought Matt Corral was going to get drafted in the first Okay, round. okay. You're going, to, you're going to keep bringing that up. You're going, we, I see yes. we're going to keep bringing this up. Okay, I yes, was I was wrong. Evidently, they thought it too. They invited him to the uh, green room. 
They ain't invite him so, there just to see what the the shrimp table look like. Well, that's what he found. That's what he did. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. Somebody thought he was going high. So anyway, back to my back to my question again that you haven't answered. Would you wouldn't take a quarterback in this draft at all, then? I wouldn't be looking for one, honestly. If you get down to the fourth round and one of those guys is still there, okay. All right. But look, we both we both looked at these charts and all that. The odds against one of those guys after the first round hitting is minuscule. Sure, not minuscule, but small. Not minuscule because you got your David Carr, you got a bunch of second round quarterbacks that have become you know players. It's just a matter of what you think. I I, I agree with you. I'm I'm I got other needs first, but I'm keeping my eye on that to see if any of these guys because I'll give up a pick next year to take one of those guys if I thought he could develop in two or three years to a starter. If you think that way, go ahead and spend some capital next year. And I ain't talking about first-round capital, like a second-round pick, a third-round pick next year to go get him. But keep your picks for this year. Now, David Ajabu, if he's there, would you take another injured player? Uh, you'd have to be really down, down the way. No, I'm talking second third round. round. I'm talking pick third 40. Round or third, round, third round or later. Okay, yeah. so he'll be gone because he's going yeah. in the second round too. Anybody that you saw last night outside, you know, the names we're talking about just now, of players that you thought might get, have snuck into the first round that you might look at in this round, like N'Kobe Dean? Well, everybody, everybody's on this N'Kobe Dean uh, uh, chase. And apparently, you know, he has some health issues from what you hear. I mean, a lot of things come out as the draft gets closer and then gets upon us, and you find out and hear things about players. And that's not that's not about bad character or anything like that. Guys do get hurt; they, they, things happen to them. And you hear something about that he's had some health issues. I don't know that; it's just something I heard uh, one of the experts, so-called experts, mentioned today. Which expert? Well, There's like every every station. Everybody has a draft expert now, so I'm trying well, to figure out. Look, what yeah, he's a, absolutely. You know, yeah. geez, so many draft experts going around. There's more draft experts than players in this draft. I'm well, you know what? There are there are two on this call right here. No, I'm not an expert. I'm just a, I'm just a fan with a little extra information I get from people that I know in the business, and I try to you know do what I can. But I'm never claim to be an expert at this. And like I said, I I think it's fun. I think it's enjoyable. I th- thought this presentation last. Oh, I got a – oh, my goodness. I, we got to end this with something fantastic. You didn't watch TV last night, right? No. Did it hurt you people out there that the ESPN introduction to the draft was a narration by Matthew Stafford? I know that just killed Detroit. Really? You didn't see it? Oh, he did like a two-minute thing about they had showed him from when he got drafted to now. Oh, my goodness. Did it hurt y'all? I I watched it. I said, they're going to rub it into Detroit in the draft. We'll play it on the afternoon show, the Mitch Album Show this afternoon. If you got to tune in at 5 p.m. on 760, I'm going to play it this afternoon. That's pretty cool. I wish I would have seen it. That's probably why he flew in. We were talking about me and you off the air about him flying into Vegas the night before. It was a narration he did about the draft being from where he came from as the number one pick to winning the Super Bowl, and good luck to the guys. Because it was a great narration. But I'm like, oh, they're just going to kill us to the end. Well. You know, good for him. <laughs> Matthew's living the life, players. baby. Yep. He's yep. living the ex-lion life. Matter well, of fact, you know, he's going to be most call. most successful ex-lion. Don't you think he's already moved into that now? We've had some before, like Eddie Murray winning one of the Super Bowl, and there's some guys that went on to win Super Bowl. Lomas I think Brown. he's the most – Lomas won one. But I think he's the most successful ex-lion now. 
I think he's moved in there. He's beating Sue out for that. I'll tell you one thing, he's the richest. <laughs> oh, he's the richest. He was the richest when he left, but I'm just saying. Well, Sue is close. Yeah, but he's, he's a he's, No, nah, Sue ain't close to Matthew. Ooh, he ain't close to he's, he's He had some good contracts, but Matthew had the, the rookie big contract, the second big contract, the third one, and now he's on the fourth big one. Good for him. I good know. That's right. He can come back and buy the Lions. Um, all right, so we'll wrap. We'll talk again Monday. We'll come back with the uh, finished draft grades and free agent signings that they'll make after the draft is over. And remember, Jerry Jacobs, who the Lions has as a starter, was a guy that wasn't even drafted and picked up. So just when that seventh round ends, don't think it's over. There's guys oh, out Jerry there Jacobs you can find. The cornerback, yeah. There's sure. guys out there you can find. So, And I'm telling you right now, I have full confidence in anything Brad Holmes wants to do. Let me get up off the floor. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. And I, we're going to talk about this rumor that's out there, too, that uh, Spielman's brother might be joining the Lions. Have you heard that rumor? No, we'll talk I about that Monday, too, because that's a, a rumor that was going that's, on out that's there. That's Rick Spielman. He most recently the president right. of the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings yeah. Right. Very, yeah. very sharp. Yeah, there's a rumor that he may be joining. So if that's true yeah. after the draft, uh, It'll be a family affair here in Motor City. So, Mike, we'll talk yeah. next week and uh, have an enjoyable draft night tonight. And uh, don't sweat through those shirts like you always do. <laughs> I'll try to. Thank you very much for that. All right. And go to DetroitLands.com. they got some great video up there of the uh, call to the first-round pick and the interviews last night from the uh, podium. And Mike's seen it all. And check out DetroitLands.com for some great info, too. See you next week, people.